0: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the
1: Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster
2: Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
3: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And
4: I'm Lauren, your humble DM. And welcome to Distinguished Adventurers. Distinguished Adventurers, last time on our show, the symphonic concert has become a nightmare. A strange force has used the legendary bardic instruments and the players to secretly enact a ritual opening a portal to some weird place. As horrific creatures pour out of it, a gargantuan aberration known as the Lord of Entropy has started to pull itself through, filling much of the amphitheater and praising Balana Zadok for her good work. Meanwhile, the Heralds of Greenest have discovered that removing the instruments from the musicians has stopped the growing portal and even make it start to close. As they scramble to finish that task, Olivia Passerac is helping frightened citizens flee, Rifon Press has engaged with one of the horrible ogre-like creatures, and Rassic has fallen under an onslaught of attacks. And it is in the middle of combat that we begin our game tonight. Welcome to Distinguished Adventures, I'm your DM. Lauren, you might know me as Oboe, I am drinking some hot green tea because I, I just needed some tea today, tea was good, I'm drinking mm-hmm. it out of my D4 mug, which makes me happy, and I am actually taking over the fireball shot, which is exciting because we haven't done this in a while. So this episode and this fireball shot is dedicated to Omar, aka on Twitter, not name brand. So, thank you very much for your, your patronage and joining us on this adventure, as uh, this episode is for you, the one where we start in the middle of combat. And with that, Jonathan, what are you drinking?
0: Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Muscular, and uh, the reason why Lauren is taking my fireball shot is because I am not drinking today, just having some tea. Just normal, regular iced tea.
3: Ooh, iced tea. Well, good choice. I like hot tea. With iced tea is bad.
4: <laughs> I mean, all tea choices are good choices, but now I need to ask, Bernie, what are you drinking? We
3: actually uh, peeked behind the curtain, had a drinks with a DM last night, which was mostly uh, seltzer water, uh, the seltzer club going strong. Uh, so today I've changed up a little bit and um, I have a fruli, which is a strawberry. It's a Belgian strawberry beer. And I haven't had this in a really, really, really long time. And the first time I had it, I was, like, in my 20s when, like, kind of, like, you know, like, when you first start like, you're, like, everything should taste like soda. And it does. And it's still good. But I think, like, me in my 30s who still likes this is, like, Jesus Christ, this is a lot of sugar. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that and cider have become the things where I'm like, oh, if I'm going to drink this, I need to not have any sugar for the rest of my life. Okay. Yeah,
3: like the thing that I actually think I like about this is that it isn't quite as sugary as like some of the other kind of like lambics and like stuff like that. But I also did just have some homemade ham and, and so I just had like a sugar cookie with sugary apricot filling with my sugary fruity It's just a sugar day. We're going to regret this tomorrow morning when I wake up feeling, you guys are all, we're all, do you get the carb hangover?
4: Mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. the like
3: where you're like, wow, I ate one slice of pizza and today I am monstrously hungry because my stomach is like, let's eat more carbs. (laughs) So looking forward to tomorrow morning where I feel like I could eat, uh, you know, for an entire
4: battalion, but it's fine. (laughs) So it's apparently a tea and sugar day. Let's see how uh, Carlton is doing. What are you drinking?
2: It is a original taste Coke day, as in just regular, non fancy Coke. Because, oh, in the cute. Can. Uh, I didn't have any cold seltzer, and every everybody knows warm seltzer is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. seltzer is like a, a whisper of flavor, but like warm seltzer seltzer is like meh. And even worse is when you crack it, don't finish it, and then you go drink it the next day, and it's flat, and then it literally tastes like hot ass.
3: <laughs> that is a description. That's a description. Okay, so we Hot got- Hot juice.
4: <laughs> two sugars, two teas, Travancore. What are you drinking? Can you break this tie? Good people a
1: favor in Travancore's choice this evening is Woodford Reserve. Um, oh. Actually, yes. not bourbon. It's actually single malt whiskey. Like Woodford Dying. Reserve, mm-hmm. so it makes standard whiskey. I'm going to be doing this sparingly because uh, kiddos are downstairs and it's the afternoon, but we'll, do, we'll take one sip to see how it is.
4: Yeah, well, the Woodford Reserve is excellent. It tastes so good.
2: But I don't think that breaks our tie.
3: That doesn't break our tie. No, alcohol metabolizes the sugar.
2: Yeah. Eh. <laughs> Says the person in the sugar camp. I will say- And also, say, you know, the smart person. <laughs>
1: I will say I prefer their bourbon to their, uh, their regular whiskey. But that said, it's not bad.
2: Hmm.
4: Well, I think their bourbon is excellent. I'll have to try their whiskey. But for today- okay. But.
2: <laughs> but.
4: Also, I just what? want to say
3: the other thing I have is water, and this is a recommendation I give to anybody who chooses to consume alcohol. Mm-hmm. Consume water alongside your alcohol, not just for your physical health, but as we get older. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: Cheers to my hydro, homies.
1: Yo, yep, girl, hydrate. same. I am coming up on a milestone birthday. I, I know.
4: Mm-hmm. Please, please drink water all the time, especially while you're having alcohol especially while you are being attacked by a creature from another dimension. That Nailed creature
3: it. looks I mean the picture you sent us Lauren, I must say We talked about creature your transitions did some the transitions
4: being character. <laughs> so the the picture I have sent is is from a published piece of of a, a published book. I'm not going to say where exactly it is from. I will say uh, I'll, our Patreon will eventually find out. I will say I'm only using the image so eventually, if you find out what this is, I'm not using most of that stat block. There's a whole other stat block that I'm using. But let's not get into stat block.
2: though, did Joey make this? Because I feel like this would be something up Joey's alley.
4: I made the stat block.
2: But the monster, the image that was originally designed, was that a, a Joey hate?
4: You know, I'd have to double check. But I, you're probably not far off. You probably helped with the the book that this came from.
2: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I I feel like that's up his something he would do.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, well, Joey is wonderful, but let's get away from stat blocks because we, we don't necessarily have to fight the Lord of Entropy. It seems like he's just hanging out in the amphitheater as a gargantuan being.
2: Maybe he likes the symphony.
4: Much of it. I mean, he seems to love the symphony. He showed up late, but here. So yes, the amphitheater is mostly empty of the throngs of people who are watching, the innocents who have fled from these swarms of creatures. But there is still a lot going on. Most of you are either... Most of you are on the stage. Travancore and Jonathan are a little bit away from the musicians, but pretty much the rest of you are all there. And Rifon, Press and Raszczyk and Olivia Passerak are holding down the fort, except for Zick, who's making death saves. Um, The last thing that happened was the Lord of Entropy is pulling themselves through this now shrinking portal about 20 feet above the musicians' heads, Uh, You took a good look at this thing and are guessing it's about two-thirds of the way through, but this creature has multiple sets of wings and multiple sets of arms and seems to keep on coming. So who knows, anatomy, how it works? We are starting technically in the middle of initiative, but we stopped at a dramatically appropriate moment last week. And if anyone has any questions about anything, feel free to ask. But we are beginning tonight with Shadow. What would the Firebear like to do in this moment?
1: Okay, I believe Shadow is next to Gorvinal, who still has their instrument. That's correct. So same deals before. He's going to try and bite. He has multi-tax, so I think he can use it. If he's successful, he can try and use it on the last person has the instrument still. So
4: that's the game plan. Okay, so for uh, I need an athletics check to try to pull it free from the musician.
1: All right, let's see. Athletics and tied to strength, which is a good thing because Shadow is a very strong strong bear. Here we go. Heart of the cards, everybody. Okay. All right. Okay, Derry. All right. 19.
4: That's enough. Yeah. He clamps down on this legendary instrument and manages to wrench it free, and like the other musicians who have become freed from their instruments, he's now starting to come back to their senses, but it's going to take a little bit. Does Shadow want to... Wh- what does Shadow want to do with the instrument? Oh, actually, Shadow has the instrument in his mouth. I need him to make a wisdom saving throw.
1: Oh, uh, how wild oh is no. there? Let's see. Oh, no. Wisdom <laughs> is... He's about to get some actually, bardic feedback. Not as bad as I might have thought. Here I
3: really want Shadow to, like, and nail it and start playing smooth
4: jazz.
2: He, you're within his sight, so doesn't he get a thingy? Soft twenty. <gasps> yes!
4: I believe yes! that is enough. Let wow! What do you mean? You believe that sometimes enough? a flasted twenty <laughs> is not uh, well, enough. Well, you know.
0: Yeah, these are I, these artifacts. they could be a little a little unwieldy. Yeah, Th-
4: these art- artifacts get chunky, you know, and sometimes sometimes the uh, the saving throws get chunky as well. I mean, we we are at I that level. That, I yeah. think
3: my my um yelp of excitement actually. Drew concern from Nori, who Aww. just came upstairs to check Del- on.
4: She's me. a good girl. Aww. She hurt. She can't. She cannot differentiate. Instrument of the bar. And every there time you
0: go. talk about Nori, I just want Nori. Like, like I want mm-hmm. that.
3: We had uh, ramen. We ordered ramen from this really great place, and Stephen kept holding up the nori like at her and being like, "It's you. <laughs> it's you."
0: <laughs> oh, S- Stephen is a good pupper dad with the pupper dad jokes.
4: Absolutely. Speaking of being a good pupper dad, Travancore, you are a good shadow dad, a good firebird dad. Uh, yes, he makes the wisdom saving throw so he doesn't take any of the psychic damage, and he manages to keep hold of the instrument. W- what, what does he do with it? I
1: think he's actually going to keep it in his mouth, because if I understand Multitech correctly, he can try it one more time with his paw to the person next to him, unless I'm mistaken
4: think so i think unless multi-attacks is something different multi-attack might say like it's two swipes with this paw or a bite and multi a multi-attack
1: is let's see uh beast master bonus let's see bite claws huh where is multi on here
4: Travancore is using kind of a a half homebrew half ua half uh ranger funness ranger
1: um... let's see fire power strikes keen smell ranger's companion actions beast master bonus its additional bonus attack and rolls equal to the range proficiency to bonus not included in the Okay, that's it
4: go. because oh, yeah. he he's got an extra attack, so that just means he can choose what he wants. So, well, that
1: sounds like he's gonna try and go for that last instrument with his paw, and keep while keeping the other instrument in his mouth.
4: All right, juggle some instruments, Shadow. Give me that uh, athletics check
1: once again, plus three. Here I love how he's like the repo bear
0: now. <laughs> like these are mine. We're, <laughs> we're... Oh, no.
4: <laughs> oh no! Between Shadow and the eagles that Travancore has summoned. Most of the legendary bardic instruments are now being held by a variety of animals. It's exactly well. like, like a Disney movie. It's like the, what is it? The Aristocats. Yep. <laughs> uh, what did Shadow get? Seven. That is not enough. He, he, I think he reaches out with that paw to go for Elise's instrument and just is our Gorvanel. Gorvanel has the Doss Lute and it's, a, it's an unwieldy instrument and it gets in the way of his paw.
1: Mm.
4: Would Shadow like to do anything else?
1: I think he is going. I don't know if he uh, open up to himself to attack of opportunity if he moves, so maybe he'll stay put for the time being.
4: There is not currently next to him anyone who could be threatening.
1: Oh, well, in that case. The Lord,
4: the Lord of Entropy is. The part of the Lord of Entropy is 20 feet above, and the one person who you think might be hostile is still in the throes of the smoke coming out of their mouth. Well, in the throws being there,
1: so so shadow's gonna move like into just one space down, so that he is immediately to the left of the on the map of uh of the last instrumented b- being. Sure, and then that that'll be it for shadow.
4: With that, it is Balana Zadok's turn. She has already grown tired of hanging out up here. Yeah, she's gonna come after all of you. Because she's taking care of Arras.
3: Which one is my um, spiritual weapon?
4: It's the blue sphere. Okay, is she moving? She is teleporting. Damn, so no attack of opportunity. Uh, no.
3: (laughs) One time I remember this kind of shit.
4: Also, technically you can't get an attack of opportunity with the spiritual weapon. I've given it to you before, but technically you can't. But she is in this case. She shimmers and just seems to vanish. And then...
0: Bang, she's just slightly out of range. Uh, oh, I, I don't think I can stop her. Corner,
2: I think you're at 60
0: feet. Okay, the next question is, do I have a spell slot to stop her with? <laughs> well,
4: I'll um, make your life easy. This oh, girl. it's an ability.
0: Spell. Okay, spell like ability. An, okay.
4: This is an ability, yeah. And, and uh, Jonathan, you would realize this as it's happening because this isn't like a misty step. This isn't like a teleport. It is as though the very fabric of her being just stops being corporeal and suddenly vanishes and air rushes into that spot. And then she reappears on the stage. And yeah, she's gonna do that, okay. Um, She looks at what is going on, sees that there is still only one person who is holding onto an instrument. Oh, Kriya is a willing target. You watch as the being that used to be Balana Zadok reaches out a hand and just places it on Kriya's shoulder. Kriya, who is looking just completely shocked and a little bit in awe of what's going on above her. I think Carlton and whacked her once so she's bloody. Uh, and Kriya had stood up to engage with Carlton, but she stops and turns around and nods. And then Space around Kriya starts to warp. She
0: vanishes. Is she casting another spell?
4: It is not a spell. Jeez. This is an ability she has. Oh, uh, she gets to go. So she goes back. It just so happens she's gonna go back to that spot that Balana was in. All other creatures. Okay. I need one of Travancore's eagles, Carlton. To make wisdom saving throws. And I will be making for two of the musicians. To
2: check in. uh, Is that against a charm effect? This is not against a charm. Wisdom saving throw?
4: Yeah, wisdom saving throw. Um, (laughs) And as you and the eagle make this, the two musicians next to you scream and fall dead.
2: Carlton got a five. Because, you know, he's great at wisdom saving Ooh.
1: throws.
4: And what did the eagle get?
1: So uh, the eagle roll got a three, but that rolled a one on the die.
4: Oh, Why does this eagle fail so miserably like at the psychic damage?
0: Oh, wait, it's psychic damage? Oh, I'm immune to psychic damage. I'm going to
4: blame Howie Roseman and then leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: And those who are football fans will understand.
4: Okay, so Carlton, you take no damage because you're immune. Um, You watch as the two musicians next to you fall over dead, and uh, the eagle takes 39 psychic damage.
1: 39 psychic damage. Let's see how many hit points does it have. Oh, that eagle's gone. Here, okay. Jonathan
2: the was here. Thank you for mind blank.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this
2: has come in clutch more than once.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Multiple creatures, musicians fall. Balana Zadok finishes her movement and picks up what was... What was she carrying? What was that eagle carrying? Do you remember? Uh, oh, gosh.
1: I think it was in my notes. I don't remember which instrument it was.
4: To keep things moving, she just picks up whatever whatever the instrument was that that eagle had. Okay. Is still impassive. Doesn't seem happy or sad or anything about this. This, this is the weird mutated form that she has become. Bernie, it is your turn.
3: Okay. that's. I was trying to remember the turn order, and I was pretty sure. So... Last person with the instrument. Yes. What instrument is it?
4: Elise has God, Elise has the Anstruth harp. Oh, the one that likes <laughs> me better.
1: But the, the, the yeah. Olam's one that likes you best.
3: Oh, the Olam's the one that likes Second, me better. Cousin, so this twice is like its 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 sibling. Yeah. yeah. It's a different harp. Yeah. Alright, in that case, I'm just trying to what I was trying to figure out on my actions. I am going to, since it's either an athletics check or, like, a strength check, which isn't really my strongest, but I was thinking that instead of tugging it out of her hands, I could whack it out of her hands with Kevin the mace.
4: I'll let you give it a try. Uh, it's going to be harder to do Carlton that. Had oh, trouble it off. let you know harder.
3: Okay. Well, no, I was trying to, you know how you, like, like someone's holding something and you just, like, bring your hand down and you're like, blam! and it, like, breaks yeah. their grip. So you that's going to be harder?
4: I will tell you this because you've now, up close and personal, because you are a, a healer and so can see a little bit of what's happening and has watched Carlton as he has cut down one of these musicians, you know you can, you could probably whack it out of their hands, but it will be harder. You do also know if you kill this person, they will drop the instrument or you could try the athletics check.
3: Uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that you've probably given this person, given they're one of the uh, ones that's like super stoked on this shit, uh, a little more hit points than your average concert uh, instrumentalist. So I think we're going to just cross our fingers and go for the athletics check and try to yank this harp away.
4: Okay. Yeah. There you go. You reach forward and yank it out of the clutching, almost hard-gripped hands around this instrument, like almost pulling and cracking fingers. And it comes free. The smoke that is pouring out of Elisa's mouth stops. And you watch as the portal above continues to close rapidly and becomes now a very tight sphere, just barely enough. You see the Lord of Entropy stiffen and that's the only indication that you get that something is wrong with it and the role playing flavor of it is that you can tell it's starting to speed up its exit and you're watching as bits of it are almost as though the the portal has shrunk to the point in where it is too small for its form to come through and bits and pieces of it are getting shredded off the sides you still have movement and a bonus action. I still
3: have movement and a bonus action. I'm gonna...
4: I have some healing spells.
3: How is everybody? I know I had to heal a bunch, but it didn't get everybody all the way. Carlton feels great. Carlton feels great. Is there anybody who's still kind of, like, not doing great on healing, or are we kind no, of good there? Jonathan
0: the Medimuscular still has over 100 hit points.
3: Okay. Same. Okay, so we don't have to do that shit. You moved someone. Is is In fact, you moved someone right next to whatever it was that my um your
4: spiritual weapon is right next to korea Cloudfang. that is correct
3: what did i make my spiritual weapon again it's kevin you made
4: it it's kevin it's kevin it's just kevin
3: it's just kevin it's kevin it's It's double kevin day that's right well in that case uh let's uh do a nice kevin attack
0: sure clang clang bernie's magical mace there you Clang, go. Claim,
3: Bernie's magical ice. Here's my spiritual weapon in my bonus actions right there. Look at that. D&D Beyond. That is going to be a 26 to hit.
4: Oh, yes. Go ahead and roll damage. And that's
3: eight. It's eight uh, whatever kind of damage. It's it's eight spiritual force, force damage. It's eight yep. spiritual weapon damage.
4: Kevin, the spiritual weapon comes down on Kria Cloudfang, who had already been hit by Carlton, who had already taken some damage. Who has stumbled into this new place as she's been teleported, and just collapses onto the stones uh, on the stone stairs into this amphitheater.
3: Nice, 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 nice. Oh, do I want to move? Am I gonna regret being near this person within their like flapping range? You know, I'm gonna stay where I am, and I'm going to. I I think Bernie has is still full on thinks that what's her face. Belana Zedok, Jonathan's boss.
4: Hey.
3: Is is uh what? I think she's advocating that
4: position. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Not your boss, okay, is still like I think Bernie thinks that Belana Zedok needs to die to close the portal. And Bernie's gonna be like, We can forget about um the 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 giant thing for, you know, a little bit and let's just like kill her and then make the portal go away. I think that's how that works. With my limited knowledge. Jonathan
0: Muscular has been, kill like, her. been working on it. <laughs> okay. okay. She got back up last time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jonathan, it's technically Carlton's turn, but as Bernie shouts this out, uh, you have a clearer line of sight. Go ahead and give me an Arcana check.
0: All right. I'd love to. Also, question, DM. Um, so, when uh, that's a 30 for my Arcana mm. check, when Balana bought, uh, not Balana Zedok, did this its, new creature? Yes. Did its little teleportation switcheroo. Everything in a 10-foot radius around it died, right?
4: So when she just teleported, that was just some weird way of movement. She did something. And I'll say, you can tell she did a thing that required someone to make basically a saving throw. Basically, she she did a thing, and the person she did it on, Kriya because she was a willing creature, willingly failed the save. And part of that event that happened was not only was Kria teleported, but then there was this psychic explosion around Kria that is the damage that happened. And it just so happened that that damage was enough to kill one of Travancore's eagles and the two musicians. I
0: guess my question, though, is that we were operating in and amongst a crowd. And so... The area that Belana Zadok did that effect in, all of that is now mostly clear of people, right?
4: Yes, because Olivia Pasterak is there, because Captain Press has engaged with one of these huge ogre creatures. Uh, the rest of the guards have been moving the innocent people out of the amphitheater, and at this point, the only innocents that are left that are finishing fleeing in terror, are basically on the very outskirts. The only things that are in the amphitheater are you, the musicians, the Lord of Entropy, and the Lord of Entropy stuff.
0: Good to know.
4: Okay. The 30 that you got, you look at the instrument that B'Elanna Zadok is holding, and you kind of peer up at the portal. And the portal is small and is not... Collapsed. Like you all kind of expected it to collapse. She's holding the instrument. She doesn't have the the black smoke coming out, but you think by this creature holding the instrument, she's keeping it open. But it is Carlton's turn.
0: Yeah, Jonathan is going to yell out at, just real quick and say, Bernie's right, kill her. Kill
2: her?
3: I'm usually I, right. I mean,
2: Bernie's not usually. I, I, this is, this, listen, this is what Carlton went to school for. Let's talk more. I got my major degree in uh, (laughs) attack, Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and attack uh, Balana with the uh, sword of answering.
4: Sure. Got all your A levels.
2: Does a twenty nine hit?
4: A twenty nine hits. No.
2: Hold that damage
4: for a second, Jonathan. You actually watch as something similar happens to what happened before. You had actually attacked this creature, and the same thing happens again. As soon as the sword looks like it's going to hit and connect she vanishes and reappears in a space that one of those hulking creatures was in and the hulking creature and it's not
0: again it's that's not a reaction spell that's
4: it's called bend space it is not a spell
0: this creature has like a an entire page in a big D&D book of abilities apparently i mean we're we're almost level 19
4: you know you're you're all powerful people so yeah i'm just saying Carlton, the good news is your attack connects with this creature. So you're still going to do damage.
2: So uh, 15 total for the first hit. Okay.
4: 15. Uh, It takes it. You land it. These creatures are starting to look damaged. But once again, they don't react in any significant way.
2: Uh, All right. Uh, And then attack again. That's going to be a crit because I crit on 19s. So...
4: All right. Can I make your life easy? Do you do you think you do more than 35 hit points of damage?
2: It's going to be like, let's see, critical, half-orc. Uh, I mean, a lot of it is dice damage,
0: so you better roll uh, it. Because <laughs> you could roll a bunch of ones and twos.
2: I'm just trying to figure you out could. the average. Uh, I think. Plus eight. Uh, and then there's 1d8 for the, the thing. Bonus, critical. Half-orc, critical. Feature critical. So it's going to be 5d8 plus eight.
4: I think you're going to kill it. Go ahead and describe the gory death of this creature.
2: So, you know, the first hit goes down. uh, He thought Blana Zadok, and she teleports away, cleaving into this thing's shoulder, and it's gnarly looking at me. And Carlton goes, look over there! And it turns, and he just guts it as it turns it right under its jugular, uh, decapitating.
4: Oof! All right. Uh, You decapitate it, and both its head and the rest of its body collapse like the skin was being held up by air. The whole thing flumps to the ground like a snake has sloughed off its skin and then turns to ooze and begins to just seep. And this creature is destroyed.
2: And I don't think I... I yes, I already used my action surge, so I can't do that. So Balanas over there. I've got... Since I've got Bernie and Shadow on the one with the Alice or Elise...
4: Uh, there are no more musicians are holding instruments. The only person who is currently holding an instrument who is not one of your companions is the creature.
2: Then uh, Carlton's going to go ahead and use his movement to go back to backtrack towards the balana.
4: All right. You go running. You leap off the stage. You uh, start to run up the the stairs and into the stands once again. And it looks like you get pretty far, but not next to yep, her, and nope. not next to. I get to... forty. Okay. There's forty feet. Sure. Anything else?
2: He's gonna look mean.
4: I mean, you always look mean. The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons and Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on April 10th at 8 p.m. Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. L-A-B-S-H-U-L-E-D-I-X-I. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now enough of the loot drops, back to the show. It is the other Hulk's turn who is currently engaged with Rifon Press. I need to... I'm going to roll a couple of things. And uh, while I roll a couple of things, Travancore, it is your turn.
1: Okay. All right. So many decisions. Let's see. She is all the way over there. I had a plan of attack for when she was on the stage, but now I have to adapt it to... Okay. Does uh, Travancore know that whether, like, these instruments have any kind of special resistance to anything like fire or lightning damage, like... Does that we try to coordinate or not?
4: You would know that these are magical implements, and all magical items are difficult to destroy. You're very well aware of that. Yeah. These are very powerful magical items, and so you think it would take it would take a lot to destroy one of these instruments. You don't think you could accidentally do it.
1: Nuts. Okay. Or purposely in some cases. <laughs> Alright, I don't want to do lightning arrow because it causes area damage and can t- to finish off rest for good. So, I think How big is the area is of effect? Oh, for uh, lightning arrow? Give me a second here. Uh,
4: While you're looking that up, I will say the Hulk has engaged with Rifon Press, and uh, Rifon is looking rough, but he's still holding his ground.
1: Okay. Alright, let's see. Lightning arrow. To, what is this? Uh, Ten feet of the target. Okay, so not a huge, huge area. So I actually could probably-
2: Damn it. I was gonna say aim yeah. for me, but I'm too far away. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Okay. All right. I think I know what I'm doing then.
2: Can you shoot the Big B's hand?
1: <laughs> Wish I could. I'm not that kind of ranger.
4: <laughs> what would you like to do, Travis?
1: Okay. I think I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark on Bladensarak. All
4: Here right.
1: Let me make sure I'm not using any kind of high level spells. Hunter's Mark doesn't need anything more than like I think a one, like a two would do it. Hunter's Mark. I think higher levels just give you a longer time for it. I hopefully if I need more time, we're all in trouble. Mm-hmm. All right, and then arrow time. All right, when it, when in doubt, we uh, we solve our problems with arrows. Here we go. Let's see. Ah, uh, first arrow is going to be first attack's going to be twenty five to hit. That hits. All right, that's going to do so eleven plus five damage.
4: All right, ah, uh, that arrow it's it's weird. It it hits this creature that was Balana Zadok, and it just hangs out there like it's in ooze, and then just falls out of her. There's damage. You've obviously done damage, but she has no visible reaction.
1: All right, and maybe I want to try and... I don't know how precise I can be from this range. I mean, I'm pretty good. I'm going to try and get one in her arm if I can, so she drops the instrument.
4: You can give it a try. It's going to be a higher DC in order to do that.
1: All right, here we go. 26.
4: That hits. Go ahead and roll damage.
1: All right, here we go. It's going to
4: be hard to get her to drop it. She's got it in both hands, but you definitely hit the arm.
1: All right, so that's going to be 10 plus... One from the hunter's mark, so 11.
4: All right. She doesn't fully drop the instrument, but the arrow slices through her left arm, and that whole arm is kind of chopped off by this arrow. It falls to the ground, deflating in the same way that this other Hulk creature did, and then turning to ooze. So only her right hand is still holding on to the harp. Once again, damaged, you can see that this creature is falling apart. Doesn't react.
1: Alright, and I'm guessing because of the concentration of hunters mark, my eagles are gone, so
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, you only have the one eagle left, and yeah, unfortunately they go back to whence they came.
2: Hi Donovan.
1: Alright. Anything else? Yeah.
2: I think that one was actually
1: Jalen. Oh, okay. <laughs> um I got movement still, so I think what I'm gonna do is Yeah I don't want to be too close to Blanazot after all that. I want to be moved to maybe the left stage, left side of the amphitheater, about two thirds of the way up, and while I'm passing by the uh, the troops, I, I'm gonna look at them and, and pointedly say, "Little help." The
4: guard that you come close to is at the moment currently fending off a swarm of these tiny little creatures that I think I described the, they come swarming out of the sphere. And now that the Lord of Entropy has appeared, you can see that bits and pieces of it are actually falling free, turning into these horrific bug-like creatures with tentacles that whenever they get close to a civilian, they the civilian reacts in a multitude of ways. It's not a direct attack. Sometimes the civilian just grabs their head and starts to scream. Sometimes they fall over sobbing. Sometimes they get extra frightened and start to run with abandon. This guard seems to be holding his own, sweeping back and forth with this giant broadsword to keep some of them back. He does look over at you and nod, but he's a little busy.
1: Okay. All right. So at least they know that, hey, you know, if you get a free moment. You know,
4: all right. They're doing what they can, yeah. So
1: I got no eagles, uh, everyone, Shadow's there. He could do a bonus action. There's really not much he can do with that last person. They're, they're all, all the instruments are gone. Only Blana ha- has one at this point. Correct. Uh, are there any, I'm trying to think if there are any loose instruments that someone got thrown away. I, I lost, I probably could get better track of this.
4: Oh, all of them are all over the place. I'm going to say at this point, if he, he's still holding right. one in his mouth. At this point though, gathering them up would be fairly easy. All
1: right. Well, Shadow can't really do that this point so maybe he has to wait for his turn to sort of do that or maybe and Cor. i mean i think the priority has to be putting people down i think that's what we agreed so yeah shadow can't do much on that i'm thinking that i'm done
4: all right we are at the top of the round again with jonathan what would you like to do okay so
0: uh like you had said most of the arena is now cleared out we only have the the pieces of on the board right correct okay
4: you would have to do something and I, i say this knowing Jonathan has this in his back pocket, you would have to do something that would fill the entire arena to hit an innocent person. Okay, well, yeah,
0: the time for Meteor Swarm has passed because that was time stop. So Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to be like, Carlton Rife on Duck! And he's going to- Where? Finally <laughs> put a fireball, a fifth level fireball. He's going to put it just south of his Bigby's hand so that it gets Balana and this other hulk and then he's going to exclude carlton and rifon press in it and i guess the the big V's hand he can exclude it too
4: Arras is still technically alive he's making death saving throws right
0: right do but, you but if if i put it right here it's a 20 foot radius so it should be just short of a Rass.
4: oh okay i was gonna say you could include him in the exclusion but that i mean works as I, well. I
0: can if i need to but i don't think i need to in this case okay because I needed to back, back it up anyway, so it got the Hulk, too. Okay, so I, he is also, uh, as he casts the Fireball, Blue Flame uh, streaks up through his veins as he overcharges the Fireball. And it is going to do, uh, he's not going to roll, it's just going to do 60 damage plus his bonus on Empowered Invocations. Uh, so 65 damage.
4: Uh, and that's if uh, people fail their Dexterity Savings, exactly. right? Exactly. All right, everybody start rolling some deck saves. Wait.
2: Just you. Well, not you, everybody, I should say. All of your people.
4: Everybody who is being included in this fireball. Hey, which Jonathan, includes- two. what level Yo. was that fireball?
2: Fifth. And it was a fifth level spell for a fireball? Yeah.
4: I got this. I got this. <laughs> Okay, you will be pleased to know that uh, while Balan succeeded, the Hulk fails and is destroyed. Rifon Press succeeds?
0: Well, he didn't need to make the save.
4: Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: The world around him erupts in blue fire and he gets, he might get a a slight tan. Slight tan. Very, very slight thunder.
2: I look over at Rife on. I'm like, first time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: this one, yeah, yeah. He's he's dealt with, yeah. You watch as this blue explosion of fire goes off, the Hulk creature, same as the first one, disintegrates like a balloon. And Jonathan describe in gory detail the death of Balanazetta. Okay, Yay! so like Yay! So as it
0: explodes, Jonathan yells up, Hey Duck! Hey, Belana, Adios. And it's a uh, adios is a uh, a word from the moonshay Isles, you know, because that's, that's my that's my South equivalent here. and see? so,, uh, and so hopefully this is uh, yeah, he throws the fireball and he sees that even though she like puts her hands out and like shields herself, her hands erupt in. I, I guess if she were still a person, they would, you know, you would see like, the bones can then it would all just kind of disintegrate away but but uh I'm guessing she's from what I've seen that's that's not going to be the case she's going to like boil away or something
4: pretty much yeah the the skin that had been sloughing off these dead creatures goes up in char and ash the bits of whatever was the interior of this creature falls to the ground as well as the instrument Jonathan
0: the medge muscular is going to use his bonus action to instruct
4: and he goes grab that, and
0: the Bigby's hand with its with its giant thumb and index finger try and snatch the instrument after, out of the air.
4: Hmm. I'm gonna say give the hand a dexterity saving throw. The hand I'm gonna say has even if that. So let me. Yeah,
0: I gotta look this uh, stuff real quick.
4: It's this is. You're going to be able to have Bigby's hand grab the instrument. This is just to see if it can be cool enough to grab it out of the air. But you will uh, grab it no okay. matter what. it's
0: got a dexterity of ten, so this is a straight <laughs> roll. <laughs> oh dear. Or it rolled a six, so it's like he it goes for the cool little snatch, but then it's like uh, yeah, it like oh, uh, and it like bounces it like four times. Yeah, it ducks <laughs> itself under and just like sort of uh, uh, clumsily grabs it, and then he orders it to as part of the bonus action, it moves sixty feet to him.
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and is there anything else?
0: Nope. Jonathan the Muscular reaches up and grabs the instrument and is
4: like, "I got it." I need you to make a Wisdom saving throw, Jonathan. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Jonathan the Muscular was so
0: happy about this.
2: A 26. I mean, it's on brand. Yeah, it's really on brand. Yeah.
4: With a twenty-six, you're absolutely fine. You feel that. Twinge that Bernie has described, that a couple people have described now, of this instrument checking you out and making sure that you're capable of holding on to it. Have so you ever nothing had, happens. as
0: you're falling asleep, the audio hallucination of like a, like a quick chord, just like kind of a, a slight, not totally discordant cacophony in your head? that's yeah. that's what happens uh, when. It's a, mm, yeah, mm.
4: but it does no damage. Cool. At the end of your turn. And as we literally move into initiative 20, which is all the rest of everything, including the Lord of Entropy, here's what happens. Jonathan now holding the last instrument that was being held by somebody trying to keep this portal open. The portal and snaps shut. And Bernie's thoughts are correct. You watch as you're not sure how much of this creature, but it must be at least a significant portion is cut as the Lord of Entropy continues its slightly more quick flight to try to get out. The end of it does not leak blood as much as bits and pieces fall off like ash. And some of it is uh, just disappearing into nothing, while some of it looks like it tries to make one of those creatures that it's been just creating off of its own body, but the damage is too great and it can't. So Lauren. Yeah?
2: The stuff that's falling, I'm directly under the portal.
4: (laughs) Yeah, well, no, you're not directly under portal. You're directly under the Lord of Entropy.
2: Right, am I making a save to avoid getting smacked in the face with leftover Lord?
4: No, you're not, Okay. because it's it's still like 20 feet above you because it it came out of the portal, which is 20 feet up, and then it like snaked down to talk to Balana. And then when it sped up again, it's technically not next to you. And so you don't have to make any saves.
2: Great. I was just like, uh, I'm about to get covered in Lord.
4: Until it makes a sound that you don't hear in your ears, you hear in your head. And it's that high pitched whine. And I'm going to use a reference that your characters won't understand. But when there's electronics on, But Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. a frequency that those electronics give off, and it's this, yeah, and you hear it, but you don't hear it. And Mm -hmm. it makes the back of your neck. You feel it. You feel it more than hear it. And it whips its head around, and in your head, it says, Shall we do this now? I was hoping for later. I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw.
1: Oh, boy. Bears, too, or just peoples?
4: bears any sentient creature in the amphitheater.
1: And this isn't a save against being throw, uh, charmed or anything like that, right? It's just con, right?
4: It is just a constitution saving throw. Does
1: that include 100, 100
0: feet above the arena?
4: Yes. No. This is Bucks a is 300 foot sphere. Oh no. Okay, I'm going to go down the line. Jonathan and Bucks.
0: Come back to us because I'm using luck because I rolled a two.
4: So okay. I'm
2: seeing if I have any luck left.
4: Okay, Bernie? Bernie got a 10. That's a fail. Carlton?
2: With my plus 11, I got a 16.
4: That's a fail. Travancore. 13. That's a fail. Shadow?
1: Uh, 21.
4: That's a fail. Jonathan and Bucks?
0: So I re-rolled and got a 21, and I was going to stand on that because I didn't know <laughs> that it was going to fail. So I guess Jonathan the Muscular fails,
4: Sadly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 21 failed.
0: That's not good. Okay. Yikes. I don't think Bucks can make this. Uh, yeah, he
2: rolled a five. <laughs> oh, he's got a negative one con. Poor buddy.
4: Oh, poor buddy. All of you, that high-pitched whine in the back of your head of this creature that you recognize as it having a moment of pain. When it turns and says this to you, there's this... Awful feeling of the inside of your body wanting to disintegrate. Not wanting to be comfortable in this shell. And all of you fall unconscious. Oh. And a minute later, you all wake up. I'm going to say that Bucks, there's no damage here.
0: But he fell a hundred feet.
4: Uh, uh, fell a hundred feet. So, so Bucks has... Poofed. Sorry,
0: that's okay. So, jo- yeah, Jonathan the Metamuscular like fl- flutters, opens his eyes. Bucks, bucks.
4: You do not feel bucks anymore.
0: Ugh. <sighs> he grits his teeth and and gets up.
4: All of you groggily come to the inside of your body, still quivering as whatever just happened. All oh, this aura that. Uh, it emanated was horrible. You look around and you see the guards are all staggering to their feet. The musicians, pretty much everybody in this entire place, has succumbed to whatever this is. You look off in the distance because you hear screams, and further off in water deep near the mountain that the castle is on, you see this creature still. Chopped towards the back, still lost some of its bulk, and it has swirled and wrapped around part of the castle of Waterdeep as though sitting on top of it. But underneath it, there are screams that are happening. Captain Press gets up, Olivia Passwright gets up, Aras Zick does not. But Bernie, for the sake of making this easy, because you're such a good healer, you can see that he's managed to stabilize. As I managed to succeed in his death-saving throws two more times. As you come to, you have a moment. What would you like to do? I really thought
3: cutting it in half would, like, kill it, kill it. I banish it? Bernie looks at John. She says, banish it, right? Like, banish it, right? We banish it. I've got that prepared. Do hey, you have that prepared?
0: Oh, no. Well, I, I did, but I, John, I, I... Uh, I mean, Jonathan the Muscular use the the spell slot for something else.
3: That's okay.
2: Uh, if that doesn't work, I'll help you unalive it.
3: That's okay. That's okay.
2: But can we get there quickly?
3: Yeah, quickly, and I'll try to banish it. And if that doesn't work, kill it. You just just kill it. Kill it.
2: Yeah. Keep, yeah. Kill it. Is Thandrefac gone? Gone? Or is he like just chilling out in the the wings? He I, he was
3: leaving uh, when I last. Yeah. He kind of peed down.
2: Yeah, I, th- I figured he was fleeing fling, but I was going to see if we could hitch a ride.
4: It is at this moment as you're talking about how do we get across the city with all of this stuff going on that you all hear a and Jonathan you recognize a teleport as a familiar figure appears in front of you. Some flumph of you bro? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> flump bro. bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean it can be flump bro. I was going to offer up vajra safar, the black staff who oh. might be slightly more uh, yeah. able to help. Okay. I don't know,
2: Flunk Bro's pretty powerful. <laughs> Let's, don't listen friends. to these, to these <laughs> Flunk
4: Bro deserves to live their life in peace. You know what? Both of them show up. It's Vajra and her new best friend, <laughs> <Flump>. <laughs>
1: she's
4: She's got a familiar who's now, who looks at all of you and says, friends, it is good to see you. <laughs> and then Vajra, who is much more serious, with her staff there, looks at all of you, recognizes you from their interaction, your interactions, pegs Jonathan and says, I am needed in order to keep the castle and the, the rest of the city from falling to whatever that is.
3: It's the Lord of Entropy. Go figure, right? I mean, everyone's a
4: Lord now, aren't they Okay.
2: I'm a Lord? Is you can be
4: Aras, able to get you back to the Watchful Order, and she starts to look around.
2: Uh, Aras He's, is down. Uh, he needs some time to recuperate. Yeah.
4: I haven't had a chance,
3: and Bernie's gonna like. We're just gonna imagine that Bernie is shuffling over there and like licking a finger and just like poking Aras and casting whatever healing spell is
4: gonna get him up the quickest.
2: Just the level one.
4: Just if you do a level one heal, yeah, we're he just will, gonna do a. He will come back to his senses. She He's like looking... nudges him
3: with a toe, and she's like, doesn't care when.
4: And Vajra speaks up before he can even ask a question, before any of you can say anything, and says, "Can you get them back to the? Can you get all of us back to the Watchful Order? It's protected in a way that I don't want to break." And Aras, <sighs> <sighs> yes. Captain Press is running off to go meet with the rest of his guards and says, I'm gonna go and try to secure the rest of Waterdeep and is heading off. The rest of you all gather around where Arras and Vajra are and Arras with the last of his waning energy casts a teleport and brings you all into the watchful order of magician Protectors, where now, higher up, you can very clearly see this gargantuan being as it slowly encircles, not just the castle, but starts to spread out into the city, parts of it disintegrating and swarming out in black clouds of death. And Vajra says, I am trying to keep as many people as possible from being swarmed by this thing. You've already engaged with it.
0: Yeah. Briefly, a little, yeah,
4: a little bit. You think you have any means of stopping it, of sending it back? I am trusting you with a lot right now. Yeah, and I we point have to my have a plan sword. A, and then, and then she I points. I plan B. To, she points across. We have really good plan B. Mm. <sighs> plan Q. Plan Q, actually. Yeah. I will have to trust any of the plans that you have.
2: I mean, I am a lord. You can trust me.
4: She, she, there's this moment in where she looks at you and Flumphbro says, that's amazing. And then Viper says, that's, that's, we will talk about that later. I will, I will give you one last boon and then I must go back and keep this thing from destroying the city. I need you to go after this now. And she takes her staff and she says a few words, Travancore, that you recognize.
1: Because I know all the languages.
4: You know, like, all the languages. And you recognize she is asking someone for help. You think she's asking the staff. You don't recognize the name. But she very clearly says, give them the energy that they need in order to battle whatever this thing is. She slams her staff down on the ground and there's an explosion of light that washes over you. And all of you at this moment get the benefits of a long rest. Mm. Including... The fact that we're about to stop, and the next time we get together, the Lord of Entropy is still attacking the city of Waterdeep. Things have gotten dire. But with 10,000 experience to split between the four of you...
2: Does that long... Do we get that 10,000 experience before
4: the benefits of a long rest? Well, I'm asking you, does the 10,000 split between the four of you level you up?
2: It should, because we're... Less than 2,000 away. Yeah. So and then,
4: as Vajra imparts upon you some of the last of her energy and the Black Staff, and you feel a rest wash over you as though you just slept for 18 hours, feeling invigorated. Your abilities come back, your spells come back. You all feel a little bit more powerful as so you are all level 19. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, boy. <laughs> the next time we get together, it's time to go battle the Lord of Entropy. Four bucks. For bucks. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top tier patrons. Thank you, Megan. Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.